Since 2012, American Field has been the go-to resource for brands big and small to connect with consumers across the country. In 2020, we took to the airwaves, connecting you to makers and doers from wherever you're listening. I'm Lucas Fitz from Small Hand, inviting you to join me in learning the stories behind my favorite brands in the AF network, from the mouths of bright entrepreneurs from coast to coast. Welcome to AF Fireside. Hey there, happy 2022. Welcome back to AF Fireside. Uh, excited to have you here with me. I'm excited also to uh, see my guest digitally here today after spending most of the month of December on the road at American Field pop-up events. Uh, we have Matt Keenan joining us from beneath in the studio today. Matt, how's it going, man? Hey, what's up? It's good to see you uh, digitally. You For sure. Good yeah, day. we spent a, spent a lot of time in person in December and November. You guys... I, we sure have. Don't want to say you were the only brand to do all three of our fall shows, because I might be wrong, but you, you might have been. <laughs> might I'm, have not been. Gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not here to check your math, but yeah, it was. Uh, it. it was good. Uh, I was. I was stoked to uh, get the brand uh, beneath, uh, you know, in front of consumers, which I thought was really cool and and was really different for us, and which why I looked at it as a really good opportunity as a product that I feel like you need to touch to see yeah. where, uh, interact with it to really get it. Um, and yeah, that's the, the whole focus. I mean, we make the world's best underwear for men. So I had to go out there and prove it. I'll tell you what I put mine on special today. My, my red hot <laughs> chili pepper underwear specifically for our call today. Perfect. I love it. Cool. Well, We've made we made the claim. We've got it out there. You make the best underwear in the world, and I'm not here to check your data either. I'm, I agree with you. Uh, can you give me a rundown of the brand for folks that might be learning about you for the first time? Hundred percent. So, if you've heard of the brand My Package, which is about ten or eleven years old, um, Beneath is as or was formerly My Package and rebranded in February of 2018. Um, and the co-founders, Des and Dustin did an amazing job getting it off the ground. I mean, people are still like, oh, I still wear my package and they'll show me their waistband. Um, but kind of what the evolution of it was is I came on board, you know, roughly two years ago, two weeks will be two years at OR, um, to kind of revamp the whole wholesale side of the U S business, reevaluate the business, hire a new sales team, build a team and really put, um, some substantial manpower um, behind a product that I honestly think and honestly know is superior and it just changes your life. Um, and I tell a funny story when I went there to my, you know, to interview with these guys, I was just kind of like underwear, whatever, you know, kind of having a bit of a life shocker with a pretty massive injury. Um, I was a professional surfer for a long time and I ripped my shoulder out and it just was, you know, really, came at a time where I could have used some sunshine. I went up there just like with no expectations, fell in love with the team. Like, wow, these guys got all the things that I really want to see, uh, you know, back end and team and, uh, you know, culture. And then like, Hey, try the product on. I didn't try it. And I said, let me get through the day. So the end of the day, you know, give me a pair of underwear. I go into the bathroom and I, I knew of my package. It's never worn it, put it on. And I was just like, dude, are you guys kidding me right now? This is insane. I'm so glad I didn't wear this prior to the interview. You could have told me I was working here for free. You're going to pay me in tacos. Uh, and I probably would have took hey, the job. Okay. So totally. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So yeah, that's beneath. And, and, you know, what we stand for, our fit, our fabric, and the function of the support for your pouch for your boys 
um, really is game changing. And there's plenty out there that claim it. Um, but yeah, I honestly believe from my heart of hearts, this is some of the best people, some of the best product, and also uh, some of the best retail partners that I've ever worked with, uh, with the brand. So it's been really fun. Dope. Did you have, I, I want to talk about your background uh, a lot. I want to dive in, you know, you, you said a buzzword there. We want to talk about surfing, <laughs> but uh, did you have a background in apparel at all or, or how was the, how was the connection made? Um, so honestly, I grew up in the industry. Uh, I put 22 years in, you know, in surf retail here in Ocean City, New Jersey, um, at a shop that had multiple locations called Seven Street Surf Shop and started there when I was 12. So I kind of learned the ins and outs of retail, people, product, you know, managing people, banking, what not to do, customer service. You get a really, um, a wide scope of life. If you work in a small retail store that has a heavy, high traffic summertime community, because there's just a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so I started there, but at the time, I you know I was also a professional athlete. So if I wasn't on the road, um, especially in between you know June and September, I was in that shop hustling, teaching surf lessons all day, running retail all night, um, and that eventually just led me through surf lessons to. Uh, to Nike, which is really kind of crazy. And I ended up wow. meeting someone who worked at Nike through surf lessons. He became, uh, you know, one of my closest friends, a complete business mentor, um, and gave me a shot when uh, Nike 6.0 kind of came onto the scene as an action sports brand. And he hired me as a sales rep, but it was a really long, stressful process. He had mentioned, uh, hey, I'm the boss. I really want to get you here. I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, and it took three years. So wow. I did turn some jobs down. I did really not know what I wanted to do, except I was a sneakerhead. I love John um, and I wanted to be there. So I really just did whatever it took. I hustled sometimes three multiple side hustles when I retired from surfing, um, you know, to get there. But again, to answer your question, always new apparel. Um, I sold it. Then I became a sales rep. And I took on a key account position and managed people and, and involved at Nike. Um, and then that led me to Rusty America, uh, you know, RDOT, the apparel company from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Spent three and a half years there before um, making the change to Benice. So, yeah, I, I always had a love and an interest in apparel, but had no idea about the underwear space. Um, to me, it just seemed like something I would just would never be able to find passion in. And um, just goes to show you, if you like the product, you can just buy all in and I'm so all in. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those categories that, uh, having, having a really dialed in brand makes a substantial difference. Cause it's just not a, it's not a category that there's a lot of buzz or there's a lot of talk about. And you guys have done a great job of going in and, and kind of making that your, your space and owning it. And now it's like, I, I notice, you know, it's one of the things I guess as a consumer that I didn't notice, you know, walk into Target and whatever their house brand is or Hanes or Fruit of the Loom. And it's like, it's just not a thing that you necessarily have to give a shit about, you know, it's yeah, like it's a commodity. It's what your aunt Billy yeah. gives you for Christmas or, you know, like it's what someone gives you when they realize, you know what, I'm not going to put any thought into this. I'm going to buy them socks or underwear. Yeah. You know, and um, and that was kind of my attitude, honestly. I'm just like underwear, God, you know, and I knew what was happening in the space of PSD and Ethica. Um, and you know, when I talked about my package to people like, Hey, I might, you know, look at this job. 
um, you know, everyone knew and raved about my package. So I knew that they had something, um, the team did. And, and it's really funny because, uh, uh, our CEO, Darren, uh, we have a common friend, John Gothard and John was like a year before, like, Hey, you got to call my buddy, Darren. I'm like underwear. Eh, I don't know. And then, you know, just, I guess just life was waiting for me to wake up, uh, yeah. in, in a sense, because I honestly believe that this is the job I was created for. Um, this is the brand I, I was always looking to find. Um, even being at Nike, um, I was completely sold on the culture. I drank the Gatorade. I was all in. Um, and then it just kind of evolved and realized maybe that uh, it wasn't where I wanted to end my career, but it is the absolutely um, the most pivotal part of my career um, from a work standpoint. And also just from um, a networking standpoint, it's a pretty amazing brand. If you put it out there that you want to have coffee or lunch with somebody, they'll give you the opportunity. And I did that frequently. And that's kind of what ultimately took my, you know, hustle at all costs attitude and, and put a job in it. Cause I didn't go to college. Uh, I'm strictly a, a made man of hustle, heart and determination. And, and, you know, if you work hard and listen and, and given enough opportunity, uh, you know, really anyone can excel at life. You just got to find your lane. And I'm, I'm really happy that I en ended up here. Uh, people yeah. used to say, oh, you're Matt Keenan. Yeah, pro server. And now like, yo, underwear man. And I'm completely fine with that. You know, yeah, my fiber tells people I still Yeah, it's good tells people I have still disgusting underwear and I'm completely on board with that. And you know, my five-year-old's uh, piece of work. I love it. I love it. So tell me about, I mean, just give me a 30,000 feet view of what it was like to be a professional surfer and and maybe how how that life plays into the life that you live now. So it, it's really funny because it absolutely plays into the role. Um, I spent upwards of like 240 to 250 days a year on the road traveling. Um, labor of love, you know, I wasn't, uh, I was successful, but there's not a, it's a small niche sport, you know, 1% yeah. of the 1% of the athletes make probably 80% of the money. So, okay. you know, Hustle, heart, work, build money, save money, go travel, win contests, collect prize money, more travel funds, more sponsors. You know, it's kind of that. So it was basically like uh, the the best average, the best minimum wage job you could ever have. Um, cool. I paid all my dues. I saw the world. I learned a lot and learned how to speak a few languages. I learned how to feel comfortable in any situation. Um and it really sculpted my, um, my attitude that if you go out there and, and, and try to take it and put everything into it and, and look for no obstacles to hold you back, um, you can succeed. And the same thing, I took this thing over right before COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, lockdowns come in, you know, five weeks after I got on the job, what the hell am I going to do? You know, my plan was just be on the road nonstop hiring reps and getting in front of retailers. And then, you know, June 20th, or June of 20, um, you know, Florida starts to open up a bit. I call my rep. I'm like, are you ready to get out of the house? I am like, let's go. And, you know, literally uh, 153,000 miles later in the last two years, like I've never not been on a plane um, trying to get this brand in front of people because it's the only way that you'll experience game changing, you know, comfort and performance. It's just, it's psycho. Like, I don't know how I lived without this brand. Um, so that was kind of the, the attitude that really from traveling as, you know, being gone a ton, um, as an athlete and now being gone, um, I try to limit it to like two weeks a month, 
but you know, a lot of three day here and then five days home then two days there. Um, so I have an amazing, I have amazing, uh, wife and partner. My wife, Lauren is just really, really supportive. Um, and she keeps, you know, our two kids grounded and keeps me in line. And, um, it, it's really the only way I can do it. I've been wired to hustle. And so this is just like the perfect, the perfect merge of, uh, life and work. And you're comfortable doing it. That's all that yeah, matters. But- I love it. That's it. So let's go back to, uh, to those months before you got back on the road. Uh, you were a a new, new employee learning a a new brand ethos and like everybody else, you had a a big pile of uncertainty in front of you. Uh, what did, what did the brand do to, to pivot in that time? I think what we did is we really looked at who we were as a brand and who we were as a team. Um, and got to really analyze the business from 30,000 feet and identify a few things. A, we've got the best product. We also do, you know, do lounge pants and sweats. And, and so there was this quick evolution of let's just message this and get this brand out there. And then also just look at the key, you know, the key indicators of the business. Where can we grow? And we identified that the U.S. wholesale and the U.S. e-commerce uh, side of the business is the major, major thing for us for the next five years. Um, and when I took over, I believe we were doing roughly 9% of the total sales in the U.S. Um, and now it's close to 50. So that's an incredible amount of growth. But what we really focus on is our digital team, really focus on getting our messaging out there. Um, I focused on cleaning up the wholesale, um, maybe getting rid of some of the partners that were pretty promotional. Um and limiting Amazon and things like that. And really trying to put a flag uh, firmly in the ground that we're going to not be a discounting brand, that we're going to earn your respect, um, that we want to put, you know, PPOP, put product on people that we want to come and try to connect with you and give you an experience and a, and a product that will make your life better. Um, and it kind of worked. And I think lastly, just our leadership, uh, our CEO really just inspired us and said, Hey, we're going to figure this out together as a team. You know, we all took a little bit of a, a of a haircut, you know, buckled down, sure. uh, less expenses, a little tightening on the pay. But literally, we put 110% into every aspect of our business during COVID. And since things had quieted down and slowed down, it led to some really big effective changes that like literally just catapulted us um, in 20. And it was, it was amazing. And I think, honestly, if I look at it, I think COVID was probably the best thing that ever happened to this brand Um, just because it gave you time to literally like reflect, stay at home and look at your computer and look at the business without a lot of outside noise, because really we we had nothing to do, but kind of put ourselves, you know, in our big boy pants and and look at things and look at the screens and look at the data um, and make some really good choices. So I think um, when we look back on it, um, this terrible pandemic, that's really done a lot of negative things for the world really, uh, helped us as a brand. So, um, I look at that as a positive. That's what it's all about. I think, I mean, that's a, it's not the first time we've heard that sentiment, uh, in an yeah. interview here where it's like, obviously huge, huge loss and inconvenience, but to have the time, you know, now we're almost two years away from that point to still look back and reflect on that time and be like, man, I mean, even in, in our personal lives, like just to be able to do an inventory of what works and what doesn't, Cause there's nothing 100%. else to do. That's, no. that's nice. That's nice. Look in the mirror, look in the mirror and wear your sweatpants and really analyze what makes you, you know, what's important. So I still, still try to do that as much as I can. 
So you mentioned wholesale. Sounds like you really flipped that on its end uh, in the U.S. territory. And that's always a topic that I, I, it's not like the most exciting topic in the world to talk about, but knowing that uh, a big section of our audience here is people that are starting brands of their own or, or looking to make that jump to start a brand. And wholesale is one of those things that like any advice, any insight anybody can ever get from that. I always want to talk about it. What, um, what wisdom can you pass on to folks that might be looking to get uh, a brand of a smaller size uh, into some meaningful wholesale relationships? Well, I think that, you know, anything is, it's, it's about your network and it's about your network's network and it's about their network. So, you know, the, the six degrees of separation from your network, um, knowing who you are as a brand and what your product does and what you want to do with it and who can you identify that can help tell that message. So for me, it was really simple. I'm a guy. I wear underwear that I tried there. So I'm like, wow, amazing. All right. Well, where's our biggest, uh, where's our biggest opportunity? Where's our biggest challenge? Really big brand in Canada, lots of retail, lots of majors, really strong brand awareness down here in the U S yes. They knew my package. There was a lot of good retailers. Um, it kind of fell off slightly, but what I saw when I look at this and I looked at that list is I've been doing this a long time. I didn't really know barely any of the accounts that we were currently in, but I knew 500 that I wanted to be in. Sure. So I really looked at that opportunity and said, where's my skill set? Where does my product fit in? How can I go and, and build that plan? So I think anyone that's looking to launch a brand, wholesale is a tricky way. You have to hold the inventory, which costs you money. You have to sell it in and wait for people to pay you. You know, most guys aren't on COD, they're net 30. So as a very small brand, the easiest way to do it probably is trying to launch on your own and build a little media, you know, do trade shows or do these little marks like AF that, you know, that we were able to do and, and face your consumers, but really try to empower your network and get that on them and let their voice try to amplify your message. And then you really start to see, oh, this stuff's amazing. You should keep going at it. And I think that that's really what the heart of this brand was, is, is Des and Dustin had this idea and build it. And they did it the same way. They're from Action Sports. They got it on their friends. You got it on their friends who said, hey, this stuff is really working. Um, so I really think that if you have an idea um, and you can put your network behind it and then your network network and, and networks network out there, you know, that that separation, it'll tell you if your product uh, is good and if where you want to take it. And then it just it comes down to what lane you want to do. Um, you know, we all come from an Action Sports background. Everyone that we brought on from, from the team, um, that's part of our DNA. I come from that world. We hired sales rep from that world and really launched in our backyard uh, in action sports and outdoor. Um, and then now, you know, it just expands itself. You meet somebody who meets somebody and just keeps going. So, you know, we've got athletes, we've got professional sports teams, we've got celebrities, we've got, you know, the construction guy across the street. Every single person is getting a pair and they're telling somebody else and it's just built this massive following. So I think that's the, the best thing is, is the key is to know your product, know what you want to do with it and try to get it on your network and get that response because they're going to tell you if it's good or not. And that's that's what you need to hear. Yeah. I mean, that's like the most the most valuable part. And also, I think one of the more fulfilling parts is going to have that connection. I bought, a flannel, that the, I bought a flannel at the last show and I had no idea that the second name on that flannel was you. So yeah, you Look know, it's, that. here we are. We're all connected. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, before we wrap up, I want to hit you with a couple, couple speed rounds cool. uh, for someone that's listening that has never engaged with the brand before, but wants to put, put product on, on people, wants to get something for themselves. Where do you start? What's your recommendation? Uh, yeah. 
I always say go to our social or go to our website, beneath.com, B-N-3-T-H. So that's how you say it, it. beneath.com. Yep. You'll learn where we are. How about a specific product that's a good place to to start your collection with? Would you just go traditional underwear? Classics, the classic, you know, that's the style. Um, it's made out of tensile model. It's a sustainable fabric. We get 1800 pairs out of one tree. It's a one for Dang. one company, uh, cool. tensile. So yeah, go for the classics. Okay. Such a good. That's the way to do it. Um, another thing I love to talk about on this podcast, cause we get people from all over the place and I'm going to think that you've hit a lot of places on the map that a lot of people have not hit on the map. Can you give me, uh, uh, within, you know, lower 48 space and an international spot that you have to check out on your bucket list. Okay. Uh, I just hit one this year, Bentonville, Arkansas, random, okay. beautiful, random. Yeah. Had amazing food, but killer, uh, Walmart from down there. They, they put a lot of money into the, uh, mountain bike and the cool. bike structure down there. I went down there to, to sell our chamois and was blown away with a, the beauty B with the randomness, uh, the tornado shelter that looks like the old metal boxes you would stand in, uh, you know, I'm 47 years old when you're 12 to, you know, those metal boxes you'd stand to get the school bus. There's yeah. one of those right in the middle of a field, five minutes from the airport. And it's like, you go in there and go underground for a tornado. So that was awesome. Wild. Wild. Um, I was, tornadoes aren't awesome, but yeah. yeah. So Bentonville would be that. the spot. Uh, that I want to go back to. And then international, I, I, you can't get uh, far past any experience you can have in Asia, Japan, Tokyo, Indonesia. Like I, I love that spot. So that would be international for me. Very cool. Yeah. Tokyo is on my list. I, I have a, I have a goal. So I turned 29 this year and I'll be 30 the next year. I'd like to be, I'd like to have my 30th birthday dinner alone in Japan. People, you can come. Sure. Anyone's welcome. There's open invite. Anyone yeah, can come, yeah. but I'm, I'm having dinner by myself my 30th. You'll love it. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, uh, beneath.com, correct? B-N-3-T-H. That's us. I love it. Cool. Follow up, man. We'll have to have you back sometime. I hope to see you in person again soon. Maybe maybe we'll grab a surf lesson next time. Hey, anytime. Uh, thanks for having us. And hey, thanks for American Field for putting these events together. It, it's not easy uh, and we appreciate it. And Beneath was very excited to be a part of it and we'll be back next year. So thanks for that. Appreciate you, man. Hope to see you again soon. Yeah. Take care, brother. See ya. I'm Lucas Fitz, and this is AF Fireside. To learn more about all the brands featured on the podcast, check out fireside.shopaf.co. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice. Thanks for listening.